Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bibles ready today, we will be in the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 23. I simply entitled this, In the Days of Herod. In the days of Herod, we'll actually look at the response of the birth of Christ through the eyes of Herod, the religious leaders, and the Magi. I hope that you enjoy this teaching. This is the first half of a two-part study. We are going to be looking at Matthew chapter 1, verses 23, and we'll kind of go through it pretty fast. Um, we, we talked about, you know, as we transitioned, as we went from um, Malachi all the way to um, into Advent, uh, we talked about the 400 years of silence. We talked about the prophecy that was fulfilled in the book of Daniel, how the, the statue was, um, uh, is what Nebuchadnezzar saw and also the, the dream that, um, that Daniel had and he predicts the falling of each of the nations and uh, including even the, um, uh, as, as the empire the persian empire falls the medo-persian empire falls to the greek empire and the greek empire falls to the roman empire even to the point of the um even to the point of where the generals break off into four it's the prophecies are amazing to look at uh through that we had the abomination of desolation uh, that happened, uh, and then the Maccabean revolt. This is all happening within that 400 years. That's where we get Hanukkah from, as well. The Temple of Lights and and the Greek language became the uh, the language for the gospel to go out, and uh, and then you know you have the Roman Empire that comes in and 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 it's peace by force, uh, so to say. They they do it by force and. Um, at this point, the person that's in charge of Jerusalem is Herod. Uh, Herod is uh, is not a Jew. Uh, Herod is somebody who wants to be worshipped. Herod is a picture, really, of the world. He's a real person. Uh, that's what I love the Bible. Even when we look at, um, as we study, when you study the Synoptic Gospels and you study uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then even as you bring in John into it, you, you see uh, just the beauty of how Scripture lines up. And, and I always tell people it's very important when you think about it. It's, it's not a special word. Synoptic Gospels is just a way to look at it. It's like different camera angles. So you have the book of Mark and the book of Luke and the, and the book of Matthew, and then the book of John comes in. Uh, as part of um, telling the story and they, they all 
have and and it's real life i think that's the biggest thing that you have to take about take away from it is the bible is real life we have the the greek language because the gospel needs to go out we have the pax romana because we have the transit routes and and the safety for the gospel to go out and in the fullness of time jesus was born and and that's what happens now we get, um, you know, when we study this portion of Scripture, it's actually the darkest part of Christmas uh, as we study uh, this portion of Scripture because we deal with uh, Herod um, and his quest for power and not wanting to give it up. And he, he kills all the male kids that are under two years old in the surrounding area of Jerusalem and uh, and or in Bethlehem, I'm sorry, in Bethlehem, and so you you see that, and and uh, it, it's it's amazing because you have these the other side of it is you have these pagan uh, magicians who come because they they this is what God has given them to do, and they come to worship the Messiah, and so that's the other part of the the gospel that's so pretty about this, and and the other thing is is you have the religious leaders who we'll talk about them it's that's a sad portion so uh so we have the gift of the gospel we have the gift of the gospel that is given to us and and i pray that we don't miss that uh you know hopefully as you open presents as you um you you you're done with christmas and you see even and how fast the world moves on the world is already going to returns storage bins and uh valentine's day it's already moved to that and so i think we forget that at times that that's a possibility of what's going to happen in the world the world is just hey let's get it over with let's move on to the next thing as believers in christ and if you don't know christ that's something that we don't do we we the birth of christ the uh, that's why it was very important as we looked at this over the last few days in the last few weeks is that we study the cross and the crown and and the cradle we we study all three of those because it's important for you to understand we worship christ daily we follow god daily that's what we're supposed to be do that's what we're called called to do in matthew chapter one uh matthew chapter two verse one it says now after jesus was born in bethlehem of judea in the days of uh, Herod the king and so I simply entitled this in the days of Herod the king because I think he's you know as we look at this we see someone who is not willing to give up power who's willing to do whatever he has to do killing family members um, I mean he he, he, I, he killed his wife's brother I mean, he, he, 46 members of the Sanhedrin, he killed, so he put to death. He killed his mother-in-law. I mean, he just, he, he, if anybody he thought could take or cause problems for him to lose power, he killed him. It was that simple. Uh, it was said, Augustus Caesar said this, um, uh, a quote, it's better to be Herod's dog than one of his children. It's better to be Herod's dog than one of his children because he, he just was going to kill you. And so we, we are in Bethlehem. We have the census that went out. And so that's what brings Joseph and Mary and the birth of Christ to Bethlehem. Uh, because David is from, uh, or Joseph is from the lineage of David. And so Herod is, is somebody that we will look at a little bit closer as we get further into the chapter here. 
Uh, verse 2 says, saying, uh, Where is he who has uh, been born the king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. So we have the Magi. The Magi are actually, uh, the, the word uh, Magi actually is a Babylonian name. Uh, it would uh, be synonymous with the Chaldeans and the Persians and the Medes. Um, they were considered to be astrologists, teachers of, 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 of you know, astrology and sorcery. Uh, they're also considered to be soothsayers or, uh, you know, all of that stuff that, that were, you know, God condemns. They were part of that, but God calls them and, and shows them the star and they follow it. They were, um, you know, uh, obedient to doing what, what the Lord had put on their heart to do. Um, and it says a lot about them as well as they even come to worship. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 2, it says, Then the king commanded that the magicians, the enchanters, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans be summoned to tell the king his dream. So they came in and stood before the king. So we see that, that Daniel, even in the book of Daniel, Daniel had soothsayers and sorcerers and enchanters, and, and, and they couldn't interpret the dream, but, but God could. Uh, but we see that they're in Scripture uh, throughout. And, and throughout Scripture, everything pointed to Christ. And so even the Magi would have known about Daniel. Daniel was a big deal. And, uh, and, and you know, in this era, and it continued to be a big deal. In Daniel chapter 2, verses 44 through 45, we see that Daniel pointed to the Messiah, to Christ. It says, in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, uh, nor the kingdom be left to another people. It shall, be, it shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever, just as you saw that a stone was cut from a mountain by no human hand, and that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, this is all talking about the statue, the different kingdoms that have fallen. The iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold. A great God has made known to the king what shall be after this. The dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure. So the wise men would have known about Daniel. They would have known about this prophecy. They would have had to travel some 900 miles. So in, in the story of Christmas, we kind of... If you think about it in the story of Christmas, we kind of think about it in the context of every time you get a card, a Christmas card, or you see the uh, the nativity scene, you have the, the the wise men are there along with the shepherds and the angels, and um, and and that's not how it happened. Um, you know that's why when we looked at the responses, uh, what is your response to Christ? We we really just kind of brushed over and went quickly through the Magi because I knew I was going to do this on Wednesday. Uh, but the Magi, for them to take this step of faith, they have to go 900 miles. And, and they're going to seek the king of the Jews, a foreign king, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And they understood the value of the Messiah. And so they are, they are going to go and off into this journey of 900 miles and, and go to find uh, the Messiah. In verse 3, it says, When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. Now, you can imagine, again, we just told you how many people Herod killed. 
right? All the family members, the you know, he he if he didn't like you, he killed you. So now he's troubled. So you can imagine everybody's on eggshells. Do you know anybody that's like that where they they hang on to power so dearly? Um they're not willing to let it go. Uh and and so what happens, they'll do whatever it takes to keep that power. And, you know, God has different seasons for us in different places. Um, and unfortunately, in the world, they hang on to power. And you think about pride of life and lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Pride of life gets a lot of people in trouble. A lot of people in trouble. When we think about pride of life, it's it's like Herod hears this. He's troubled. He's not troubled because... He wants to go worship the Messiah. He's troubled because somebody is coming to take his power. And and that's how it can be. And it should never be like that, even in a church, because you, every one of us are replaceable. We can all be replaced tomorrow. Um, and, and so we need to understand, like, God has different seasons for us. And there'll be times when God is ready for us to move and, and move us into a new season, into a new area, and, and to grow us, to mature us. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But we should never be to the point of trouble, to the point where we want to argue and fight with people for our power, for our titles, that's a big one. People in church, for some reason, they, they, they hang on to them titles. They're like, I got to have that title. And so here's what he does. He was troubled in all Jerusalem with them. And the assembly, all assembling, oh, look at me, I can't read today. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So he calls all the chief priests and scribes. So now the religious people, the people who know the word of God, who study the word of God, will come and, and, and they will let him know what the prophecy is um, and, and that the Messiah is to come. Um, and, and so at the end of the day, you know, we, we have to be very careful because we can't trust the religious um we're called into a relationship with christ and sadly these religious leaders missed it they were six miles from the messiah and never went when the magi come to worship they never went and so uh, a lot of people are very religious they attend church on sunday some of them even serve um they have bibles um but that doesn't save you that doesn't save you. It's, it's actually repenting of your sins, turning uh, to Christ, and, and putting your hands to the plow and keeping your eyes forward and, and picking up your cross and following Him. And that's what we're called to do. Um, the religious, it's a lot of head knowledge. It's a lot of head knowledge. You know what the saddest thing is, is to meet somebody that has a lot of head knowledge, but they don't have it here. They don't live it out. They don't live it out. And that is a sad thing because what will happen is you're on a very wide road. You think you're on the right road, but you're going to be on a very wide road. and You're going to miss eternity because you, you, you can quote scripture. You can argue theology. But do you have a relationship with Christ? Do you have a relationship living for Christ? People will reject him. And, and God is a, a gentleman. He will never force himself on anyone. I think the saddest thing is to have somebody who, who follows God, 
who knew God. I can remember, and, and we're going through something ourselves, and it's been hard to see, but I remember when that person gave their, their life to Christ and, and the heart that they had, it was an honest, um, you knew they belonged to Jesus, but they've drifted. And, and within that drifting now, um, it's just a religion. And it's sad to see because I'm like, at some point, you know, they belong to God. God will draw them back. But it's just sad to see that how quickly we can um, drift into sin and uh, depravity. Um, and it doesn't take long. Um, and we chase things like relationships. We chase money. Um, you chase addictions thinking that that sin's going to fill something and, and you end up end up in a bad place and you know what's sad is you have all that head knowledge but it's there's your heart is still hard you need to remove that that heart of stone and put on that heart of flesh ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 says has he made everything beautiful in his time also he has put eternity into man's heart yet so uh, so that he can find cannot find out what god has done from the beginning to the end it's been revealed to every one of us um, you know, I was sitting there thinking about this today as, as I was thinking about it. It's very easy for us to, I was watching this video of, of this mom who had, um, it's really sad to be honest. Um, but anybody who has a prodigal is the same thing. She has two kids that have transitioned, um, and she's very proud of it, but both kids are suicidal. Both kids are struggling with, uh, suicide. One's attempted and. Um, and it's the medicine that's causing it, but she's an advocate for transitioning. And it's sad because she's given her kids up to this thing. And that's an easy sin to pick out LGBTQIA transition, trans, uh, you know, you're created male and female. Those are easy sins. You can point those out fast, right? But what about your anger? What about your unforgiveness? What about those things that you're not willing to give up? What about you're chasing a relationship and that becomes an idol and it replaces God. See, those are sin too. And, and we need to remember when, when we're, when we give our life to Christ, we're sealed with the Holy spirit. You know, whether you're what you you're supposed to do. God lets you know, God lets you know, but you have to ask yourself, is this thing drawing me closer to the word of God? into my relationship or is it drawing me further from the word of god and further from my relationship and if it's drawing you further you need to stop and repent tonight you need to stop and repent tonight look jesus can return at any time and and we need to be busy doing the kingdom's work god has called us to be servants of god and um we are his children we are to be sharing the gospel and we cannot be like the religious leaders just storing up knowledge and getting fat. I mean, getting fat on the Word. You're just sitting there and you, you, there's no application. That's probably the easiest way of looking at it. And this is sad because they're only five to six miles from where Christ was born. They knew the Scripture. This is the religious and the religious missed it. The, the, the biggest problem with their response is they missed it they missed it 
The religious leaders missed it. They were five to six miles from Christ, and they missed it. And they'll continue to make mistakes like this because that's what the religious do. They argue about all these different things, but do they have a relationship? Do they have, like, man, I have met people, and I've said this before, I have met people that have a head knowledge beyond anything I can, any capacity I can have. And I'm not a bright guy, and I, I get that. But what's sad is their marriages are train wrecks or their families are train wrecks. There's, there's no application in their life. They're drinking. They're, you know, it's, it's just sad to see. It's just head knowledge. Mark chapter 3, verse 6 says, The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against them on how to destroy them. So they continue. This is, you know, they're, you would think, hey, maybe they just made a mistake here uh, when, the, when the birth of Messiah happened. No, they continue to make the mistake. Matthew chapter 23, verses 27 through 28, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, hypocrites. For you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within, within are full of dead people's bones and all, and all uncleanliness. So you also outward appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. That's what somebody religious looks like. They're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness, but they act righteous outwardly so that's the question are you religious are you a whitewashed tomb do you have dead dried bones inside are you a hypocrite biggest problem with the church today the church is is unfortunately we have a lot of hypocrites a lot a lot and it, i mean I, I honestly you know when you when you read this you you read you know one king herod who wants to be worshiped who shouldn't be um and then you have the religious leaders who i don't know if they're just telling him what he wants to hear but they could have still went and saw the messiah simeon did and we'll learn that about learn about that on sunday verse five they told him in bethlehem and of judea for it so it is written by the prophet and you O bethlehem in the land of judah are by no means least among the ruler rulers of judah uh, judah from from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So this is what's going to send King Herod in a in a tizzy, right? And and so the religious knew the word, they knew the word of God because they're quoting Micah chapter five verse two. We won't read that because of time, but you can read that when you get a chance. They're quoting Micah chapter five verse two. It was written a hundred years, a little over a hundred years later. Uh, and that prophecy was fulfilled. Verse 7 says, Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly, secretly, because he's got, he's got alternative plans, asserted from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. Herod don't want to worship this child. Herod wants to kill the child. Probably kill Joseph and Mary at, at the same time. Let's just be real. Because that's how Herod was. Herod just wants to be done with this. He is... And, and this is the world. Make sure you get this. This is the world. They act religious, but they aren't. We have a lot of politicians who, who 
And I'm not going to name names because I'm, I'm, I, I can do it on the left and the right. Okay? Let's be real. We, we have them on both sides of the fence. And they'll act, uh, you know, I'm Catholic or I'm Christian, but they vote for transitioning. They vote for, um, for gay rights and, and they vote for gay marriage. And they, they you know, they're, they're voting on things are supporting things that that go against the word of God and so we see that all the time and and so it's a false worship it's it's a worship that comes from the world it's almost like yeah come on and 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 you know because we're, our plan is to destroy you and we need to be reminded of that and be ready for that is to understand like we have the word of God which is a sword okay and we're not using it we as christians we don't use it as like from the pulpit it has to be used and i don't see it used a lot i see a lot of a lot of um coddling um uh, you know uh grace love mercy uh prosperity you see a lot of that stuff is being preached and i, I i'm all for like if the scripture gives it when we teach about grace in the book of ephesians i love doing that when it talks about love i love doing that one of the things i loved about the book of ephesians is it talked about love and truth love and truth and and those two things go together well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 